across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. 19 minutes past nine on uh, the talking point. It's time for the thinking point. So there is clearly an uproar over the vaccination of uh, 12 to 17 year olds without uh, parental approval because some parents are up in arms over the news that their minor children can decide to get vaccinated without the approval. The health department announced last Friday, as I said earlier, that uh, children as young as 12, at least up to the age of 17, will be allowed to get get the one dose of uh, the Pfizer vaccine. From tomorrow, the 20th of October, government is targeting 3.5 million children uh, of up to the age of 17. Mohale Muloi is a health reporter uh, at Begisisa and uh, he spoke to some parents and young people on the issue. And, uh, you know, uh, we uh, have Mohale on the line. Mohale, Mohale, good morning. Thank you so much for your time. So, 12 to 17 year olds it is and uh, there are some parents that are saying no uh, they need our permission to go and vaccinate what did you find when you went on the ground morning kg and yeah thank you thank you for having me on your show this morning um i expected what i expected when i went out to speak to parents and teenagers was you know a little bit of a backlash perhaps from parents um about the whole situation because you know, um, if you, if you, as your station has been hearing from people, is that there's a lot of uh, reaction to it. Um, so I expected a bit more attention from parents on this front. But one or two of the parents did indicate they have a concern about, you know, uh, about their children being vaccinated um, because they feel like they just don't know enough. They feel like they need more information. But from the teenagers' side, you know, from broadly speaking to different teenagers from different schools and different settings, they were also saying to me that, yes, they're actually quite keen to get the vaccine, seeing as they've experienced so many disruptions to their school year. And, you know, they would just like things to sort of get back to some sort of normal. Mm. So, I mean, it's quite interesting to me because it sounds like you're saying uh, the teenagers themselves are keen. They're like, let's go for it. Let's get this thing. But the parents are like, no. Why are the parents saying no? And to what degree is the issue of misinformation uh, influencing their no and wanting to impose that on their children? Mm. So I should say there was a mixed range of views from parents, some who themselves have been vaccinated are definitely encouraging their children to get vaccinated too. And on the other hand, some parents just feel like they want more information before making that decision. Even while actually the first teenager I spoke to on Friday uh, let me know that, you know, she doesn't think her parents will allow her to get it, but uh, she she says she's still open to speaking to them more about it and trying to understand whatever, what it will actually do for them. Um, but on the other hand, they also said that if if their friends go and take it, they will feel a little bit more encouraged. But from the parents' point of view, you know, it, it can sort of be understood because of the way um, sort of this directive was communicated. So I should emphasize at this point that, you know, the Children's Act, is, it's not new. It's not something they brought around now just for COVID-19. The Act has actually been around since 2005. And part three of this act actually gives children who are 12 years and older the ability to consent to medical treatment or surgery. So this also includes things like uh, HIV testing. You know, children also have uh, sexual and reproductive rights. So they have the right to get contraception without their, their parents' consent. 
Um, and, and another thing is they're also allowed to um, get termination of pregnancy of their parents' consent. So it's such it. And um, I think you would need a legal expert to go more in, in depth into the sort of limitations of the act. But it's not an all uh, free ride for the children, you know. It, it, some parts of it do say here that, you know, the, the children need to be of a, a sufficient maturity. They need to be able to understand the benefits, risks, and social implications of the treatment that they're going through. So I think it will still be a discursive uh, process between parents and children. It's not that the Department of Health is saying we're going to vaccinate your children without your consent. It's quite interesting, Mohale, though, that uh, 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 Dr. Nicholas Crisp last week in the National uh, Address, uh, the Department of Health Address, uh, spoke of not doing a sort of unmasked uh, vaccination process that uh, is going to happen uh, in schools. Uh, instead, rather preferring uh, walk-ins in the way that we do walk-ins and, and get ourselves vaccinated. But interestingly enough, just yesterday, uh, the Premier of Gauteng is wanting the idea of uh, conversations. Of course, he says uh, conversations have to happen between parents and children, but he is pro the idea of, uh, uh, you know, unmasked school vaccinations. Uh, at Begisisa, where are you uh, reading the situation of where the vaccination processes is going to happen? And is it largely province dependent? So I think the point that Premier Makura is getting to there is generally speaks to what government's approach to vaccination has been broadly. Government has repeatedly said that they want to convince people to get the vaccine rather than force or mandate them to do it, right? Mm. So he's just echoing that sentiment. And I think it still speaks through um, with, with how they're treating vaccination with teenagers. Um, what, what we should also consider is when it comes to school sort of health and safety programs, uh, and, and getting those um, online, essentially, is it, it's a really longer consultative process, I think, which uh, Dr. Nicholas Chris did allude to in that press conference, in that, you know, there needs to be consultation between uh, the health department, education department, and most importantly, the school governing bodies, which, you know, have, do hold quite a lot of power when it comes to how decisions are made, um, when it comes to anything, but with, with anything with the operations of a school, right? Mm. So the way that schools have come to an agreement about the issue of consenting is is done in a very particular way um, that I think the health department just might not have enough time to do right now, um, given that it will take a lot more time to consult with all those uh, different stakeholders. But I'll let the department speak for themselves on that matter. But then there's also the controversy of the the one dose uh, of the Pfizer, because from what I'm understanding, it definitely is the one dose of Pfizer. It cannot be J&J, but it equally for now cannot be the second dose of Pfizer because uh, there isn't enough research that is available to give children that age the second dose of of Pfizer. Why one dose for the 12 to 17 year olds? Yeah, so the one the one dose issue, and it, it, if you uh, follow our article on Pegasus.org, we actually explain it a lot more in, in depth as well in our in a recent article. Uh, but the one dose issue is really comes down to um, what the experience that we've seen in the U.S. with the Pfizer vaccine. So they had given uh, the Pfizer vaccine to um, for teenagers for a longer time than we have been doing so. Um, but they also found that once uh, with specific 
called myocarditis can come up um, when um, when uh, teenage when children receive the second Pfizer jab. It's it's associated with the second Pfizer jab, but this also must be stressed. So in plain English, sorry, just to come back to that, is uh-huh. this condition is basically uh, a heart muscle inflammation. Uh-huh. It's an extremely rare case. So just to give you some numbers around that, uh, in, uh, in the U.S., out of one million Pfizer vaccines that were given to uh, teenagers between 12 and 17 year olds, um, it was only found. This issue was only found to develop in 56 and 59. Um, Fifty-six and sixty-nine per one million. Per one million, yes, that's correct. And most people with this condition recover within a few days. So it is some. It's one of those things where we've weighed the benefits and the risks. But I think uh, what the uh, ministerial advisory committee would like to see is just more information around this, um, the safety data gathered around the potential side effects for this group specifically. So, yeah, but I think that that's where that situation is coming from. That's why they're getting one dose. But what about, uh, uh, Mohale, those that say that, uh, you know, part of the reason why the 12 to 17-year-olds are being vaccinated is because of the hesitancy uh, that is happening with the older group and because government has these vaccines in stock and uh, they want to sort of get rid of them uh, before uh, they reach their expiration dates. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you bring that up as well. I think one teenager I had spoken to who was in a boarding school, so we spoke over there, like a video chat, he told me that you know some of the uh, hesitancy and the sorry the the complaints that he's seeing from sort of older people have rubbed off on him and have and have caused him to have some concerns. But at the same time, you know, I think even though uh, children do have a lower chance of getting seriously sick with COVID, it still makes sense to vaccinate them, especially given the, the fact that we have enough supply right now. Mm. So earlier we were in an environment where, you know, we didn't have enough vaccines. That's why it was opened up for age group by age group. But now we have, we have enough to do this. Um, it's another 11% of our population that could potentially be protected. It will also go towards reducing absenteeism in classes. So, you know, disrupting those days where you need to be off or you need to be at home because uh, you might have fallen ill. And it will also lower the amount of COVID outbreaks that happen in schools. So, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm I'm sure many parents have gone through the experience of, you know, schools saying, okay, uh, we can't uh, have people in now, there's been an outbreak. So it's really just trying to bring back some normalcy to, to mm. the school routine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as we round off our discussion, um, uh, Mohale, uh, from uh, the interviews that you conducted, how are you reading it? How do you potentially think things are, are going to uh, start unfolding from tomorrow in terms of vaccinations for these 12 to 17 year olds? Mm. So from being on the ground, I've learned uh, a couple of things. I've learned that children are very well informed. In fact, they might be doing more research than their parents are yeah. uh, on these issues. So they know um, generally what they uh, what they want and what's good for them, and they they will follow you know the good science in, 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 in easy terms to speak of. But on the other hand, I think parents still want to have conversations with their children. Yeah, it's not. I don't think it's going to be a process where uh, this this right uh, given to them in the Children's Act is going to be abused because. It hasn't been up until now. It, it hasn't been at all. Um, but as well, 
you know, this is going to be a process where families decide together. Maybe they'll, maybe the one person who's been hesitant in the family might now be encouraged to go because uh, the 14-year-old or the 15-year-old is encouraged to go to the vaccine site. Yeah. So I think how it unfolds for now is families still have to have these conversations. Um, yeah. Just, you know, no, no one can tell you how to raise your child. But I still do think that, you know, it, it, will, it, it, will, it is for the betterment of the country. And it will, as I said earlier, also allow for schools to sort of go back to some form of normality. Yeah, yeah. We have to leave it here. Thank you uh, for your work at Begisisa. We appreciate the time that you gave us this morning. Uh, Mohale Moloi is a health reporter at Begisisa. Uh, we'll have uh, this conversation with you uh, about, uh, you know, issues of uh, vaccinations for children uh, between the ages of 12 and 17. But for now, at 9.32, it's time for the news headlines. And Luanda Maome is standing by.